Hello, and thank you for tuning in to a Wednesday pod of Born to be a Star. Today is Wednesday, aka Hump Day, aka two more days closer to it's Friday than Saturday. And um, I'm not going to get to sleep another weekend. Bummer, bummer, bummer. But a girl can dream about it, right? Hopefully, I get to sleep past seven o'clock. Anyways. It is hump day, the middle of the week, and it's another day and another opportunity for you to recognize your star power. I hope that you can recognize that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Even if it's difficult, you can still accomplish things. Even if you don't feel like there's a way out and the doors are locked and you can't get away from something that's not going the way you want it to, you have to say to yourself, yes, I can. Yes, I can explain how I actually feel. Yes, I can face a fear. Yes, I can read this new book even if I don't know if I'm really going to like it. Yes, I can attempt this recipe even if it doesn't come out the way it looks like with the video person on YouTube or whatever I'm looking at. Yes, I can decide to take a risk or a chance even if I fail at it. At least I attempted it and I tried. Yes, I can try something new. Or yes, I can recognize reality and not lie to myself. Yes, I can find shoes that actually make my feet feel comfortable. And yes, I can say I love you to somebody that I actually love. I can call my mom. I could text my brother. I can do all these things unless those people aren't alive anymore. But then you can also think good thoughts about them. Yes, you can. You can put yourself through anything if you really focus on it. I know you can. We can do it together. Following the yes, I can, the yes, we can, is the never give up. If we give up, how are we going to get to the best part of the story? The best part of the story isn't at the beginning, five seconds after you take a step. The best part of the story isn't halfway through. The best part of the story is when you get to the end. And then you get to relish in the fact that you accomplished it and you finished something. That is the best part of the story. You have to persevere through the difficulty and the horror and the uncomfortableness to get to the good part. You have to be strong in really difficult times. And then you will get to the end of something. And you will be able to look and see, understand, and believe, and and really, truly understand the importance of sticking it out to the end. That's why you can never give up. That's why John Cena has that as his as his saying, as his mo- as his motto every day. Right? He has signs. He has shirts. He instills that in children especially ones that are sick he's done the most make of wishes in probably the world man he that saying really does mean something never give up and i dare you to say it to somebody that probably needs to hear it i'm gonna say it to you right now regardless of how difficult something is in your life never give up following that is why not today because we all know that indecisiveness when you cannot make up your mind and you keep going back and forth and you keep saying this or doing that and I don't know if I want to do this I don't know if I want to do that and you're in the middle that's not going to get you where indecisiveness and procrastination procrastination meaning uh maybe I'll do this uh maybe I won't uh 
maybe I'll do this. Oh, maybe I don't. It's not going to get you anywhere either. Make a decision and stick with it. Even if the decision might not necessarily be smart, just do it anyway. Maybe you should spend more time making decisions that would be more effective. But I really, really think that you need to be aware that decisions have to be made or detrimental outcomes will exist. So why not today is understanding that tomorrow might not exist. Maybe the aliens are going to come eat us all. Maybe we're in the matrix and we don't know that yet. Maybe we ate the blue pill instead of the red one. Maybe this is not real. Maybe this is like one of those movies. Maybe we thought we understood what was happening, like total recall, but we really don't. What if tomorrow is not an option? Why not today? Do the things that you said you're going to do and stop being the person that you don't want to be. If you need to wash clothes, go put the clothes in the washing machine. If you need to do something else, if you have errands, you need to accomplish them, get them done with instead of procrastinating, saying you're going to do them at a different point. When are you going to do them? It's not going to help you putting things off for, from on the back burner like you're going to get to them eventually. Are you really going to get to them eventually? Probably not. Following the mantras of the day is the T. The T of the day is... Being humble means you value what you have instead of constantly looking for something that you don't have. Why are we (coughs) chasing things that might not be realistic? Why is it so easy for us to get caught up in stuff that's not worth getting caught up in? Being humble Finding appreciation for the small things is definitely important. It's definitely going to resonate better with you long-term and mentally than having something that's maybe materialistic that doesn't mean anything. If you want to accomplish things and you want to succeed in life, you're going to have to work hard for it. And being humble is just simply a part of that. I want to encourage you, I want to instill, and I want to invite you into... The, the idea of living with fulfillment. I was at church the other day on Sunday and Father Ford was talking about the idea that Isaiah was talking to Jesus, right? It was a gathering, sort of like a wedding celebration where Jesus is marrying the idea of man, which is us. Like, there's a marriage between the two of us. And someone showed up to the wedding that wasn't in the correct clothes, meaning they weren't ready for what they were stepping into. I do believe that this truly coincides with what I'm saying about humbleness. You could have all the money in the world, but that cannot buy you the ideology and the awareness that time is not for sale. And understanding Jesus Christ is not something that you can buy with money. Humbleness is the idea that you're just grateful for everything that you have around you. 
Some people understand it very easily and others don't. So try to consider maybe that's a good thing to be humble. Just a thought, right? That's the tea of the day. Maybe we should try to be more humble and less narcissistic. Just a thought. I'm trying with you. Okay, let's get to the headlines. And there's a lot going on with Israel right now. I really don't like the way the United States has been acting with these protests on these um, totally insane liberal campuses around the United States of America and these far left lunatic, insidious, evil people that exist here, right? You're attacking Catholics. And we're pretending like these aren't rogue Muslims attacking everybody else. It's okay for a group of gay people to dress up like nuns and insult people at Dodger games, right? And and insult the Catholic Christianity. But Catholicism is one of the most oldest variations of Christianity to have ever existed. It goes back to the beginning of Jesus Christ. Like being Jewish. Because Jesus Christ was Jewish. How is it that there are institutions, universities, colleges for higher education that have people running around saying that Hamas and the Palestines deserve to murder and chop off the heads of babies. And then you got idiots running around saying that that's pretend. That's not pretend. That's not fake, right? Those pictures and videos of those those people that were murdered and like brutalized like that, that's not fake. I'm sorry, but it's the Holocaust 2.0 and it happened. And are we going to pretend like there's still not hostages, American hostages in Israel, in Gaza? They have hostages that are American there. We really don't know the count of dead people. We don't have an accurate number, honestly. I'm pretty sure we don't. I think it, that it is horrible that these institutions, and I am talking about Harvard, and I am talking about New York University, and I am talking about not just New York, but I am talking about a bunch of other states too, right? Even Republican areas, where people are admitting that they hate the idea of freedom in Israel because they actually think that the holy land of Jesus Christ is a place that you can barter over and fight over. So they're going on television showing their real fucking colors. And Shalita Tlaib and AOC and all the rest of them are all con artists. And the only people that they have conned are the people that they supposedly represent because they don't actually represent anything but hindrance, annoyance, and lies. They want you to be poor, broke, fat, and stupid, right? They don't want you to work out and go to the gym. They don't want you to drink money. They don't want you to actually be educated. Like, if you actually went to college, you know that it's a Ponzi scheme. This is all a Ponzi scheme. Left, right, up, down, green, blue, brown. It's all the same shit. These people say one thing to get elected and do another thing once they're elected. I talk crap about Republicans, too, because Nancy Mace is a Republican, and I don't, I honestly don't understand her at all. Why is she on CNN? What are you doing? Like, 
Shut the fuck up and do your goddamn job, man. Don't stand there and say, we are for the people. I will not vote for this. Well, bitch, you need to vote for something, okay? Like, these are a bunch of just pretend, like, fake people in positions they shouldn't have. And it's not just Nancy Mace. AOC is another one. Like, and Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm and pretended like he didn't do it. Why isn't his ass in jail? He needs to be fired. I mean, how do you get to do that? Because you don't want to vote on something? Are you fucking kidding me? And they talk about this. And this will go under the rug. And what about that, I don't know, cocaine that they found in the White House? That went under the rug, too. Because they did an investigation on it. But they really didn't investigate it enough to know that that was, I don't know, Hunter Biden's cocaine. Because he's a crack addict, right? Joe Biden's tripping over stairs. It's Wednesday. And the United States of America is like a dumpster fire. Just burning all around us. Like, there's been movies that have come out about, like, the end, right? I think we are living in that. I think we thought that we were going to get a warning when things were ending. And I just think they're ending all around us. And there is no fucking warning. I, I mean... Come on, Joe Biden can't talk. Kamala Harris is talking about fucking shapes. And the White House press secretary sounds like a buffoon, man. The other guy first comes out and says some shit about Hamas, then comes out and said that we support Israel. It's probably a bad idea to be like, I don't know, stabbing our allies in the back that we're probably going to need their help. The United States is really going to be fucked once China takes Taiwan, and that's probably going to be any day now. And I'm sorry. But a connection between Russia and China is a bad situation for America. And America has been just spending all their money on China-made. Now, I'm a proud supporter of Amazon. I don't have anything against it. I do wish more things were made in the United States of America. But I can understand why they're not. Look what's going on with these fucking unions. I mean, why would you want to deal with that as a corporation or you know, a CEO. Why? Why would you want to do with that? You probably wouldn't, right? Let's think of this from a business standpoint. You have hired people to work at a job and they are on strike. But the NWA or the NWO or whatever the fuck it is in Detroit or whatever, there's a twofold with that one, right? In Trump went there, and Trump said the correct thing, and I'll say it too. Joe Biden is acting like he's siding with you, but he's creating a Green New Deal that's going to wipe away your jobs anyway, so none of this shit actually matters. That's the part you all look stupid about. Why can't people just go to work and shut the fuck up? You're not going to start at a job day one and have as much money as a CEO. That is not how it works out. There are different layers. There's different positions. There's differences in jobs and functions and skill sets and what you need and requirements for you to move up or down or all around. That's how it works in corporate America. Thinking you're just going to walk in and be a bigwig, that's not going to happen. And if you think it is, you're lying to yourself. It's not. Something that you could do that could help you is be educated and have experience. Because one, that's going to bring you in at a higher amount. Two, that's going to make it easier for you to get the next position up. 
three, you're going to show that you are educated, you have the responsibility, and you are reliable. That's what that will lead to. But the United States of America is an embarrassment. BRICS is taking over, and we don't have a backup plan here. Jerome Powell doesn't have a backup plan. He fucked up. He really fucked up during COVID, and they can't fix it. See, there is no fix button. There's no backup button. There's no backspace. There's no fixing this again. And every time one of these fucking Democrats gets in office, like, we reset stuff. And we're acting like the government not going into a shutdown is going to fix the problem with the $34 trillion that we owe in debt. It isn't. We're acting like giving more money to Ukraine is going to fix the $34 trillion that we have in debt. It isn't. None of this is going to fix the detriment of this country because they have not had these conversations about Medicare, Social Security for retirement, 401ks, or the fact that they want to continue to fund these fucking government programs off the back of the middle class and the rich. And how much are you going to tax the middle and the rich to pay for some shit that doesn't matter? Why are we doing equity and inclusion training at corporations to fucking brainwash people into thinking that we live in a nice world? These people that are part of Hamas, They don't care what color you are. If they know you're American, they're likely going to shoot you and kill you. There is no love. They don't give a fuck about the shade of your color or your skin. And I think that it's probably a detriment for the United States of America to be talking about sexuality and how we're going to give rights to trans people when we need to be figuring out how we're going to start recruiting people, right? The, the the army needs to go back to like mandating that people from the age of 18 to 35 go into a fucking draft. We got to bring the drafts back because bad shit's about to happen and they don't have a plan. Advertising for trans rights with the army is probably not what you want to do. It's not how you're going to get strong men to go fight. We have a serious problem here. And there is no way to fix it. Batman's not coming. Feminism doesn't save women, but they want to surround themselves with it. And The View is a great example of that. Like, what the fuck is going on? All those women on that show are just a horrible joke of a nightmare. Like, Whoopi Goldberg shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. Except maybe they should drink more water and not be fat. Right? Her ass got COVID, right? Like, what the fuck is going on? And the other one, Star, whatever the fuck their names are... These bitches on these shows, and not just them, but then you got, like, Will Smith's white and the dirty table conversation talk that she has. The bitch is, like, a movie star, and she's doing a TV show on YouTube. How low do you have to fall? It's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Feminism has destroyed women. It has. It made women think that they could be boss girls and moms and CEOs and take over the world. Thanks, Beyonce. And I'm not saying women cannot be a part of the successful world going in a circle and functioning because they should be. But I'm also saying women are mentally built to be mothers and wives. That's the main 
that should be the main focus of a woman to be a mom, a wife, a partner, someone her husband can rely on, a role model for her children, someone that gets things done and thinks of others before herself. That should be what a woman wants. A woman should want a family. A woman should want to aspire to do many things, travel and learn and share and grow and inspire and love and accomplish and succeed. That's the idea of a woman. Not that you need to put on 15 fucking layers of makeup and 17 different variations of a wig to feel beautiful. Because that shouldn't matter. Your heart should matter more. And feminism is a distraction from what the fuck I just said. It's a way for grifters to get money out of you and men to pretend that they want to be women. Right. A lot has been misused when it comes to women. Some men are even scared to talk to women because they're scared that they might get in trouble or arrested or a bunch of other things. Like Johnny Depp went through a court case with his insane ex-wife who tried to act like he was somebody he wasn't with the Me Too thing that they created for women in feminism. And that was a bunch of bogus bullshit and he won his case because she clearly was fucking lying. That's one example I can give you of feminism. Another example of feminism I, I can give you is Oprah Winfrey, right? Really? <clears throat> These rich women of all colors, not just black, but they don't actually care about women because look at their talking points, right? Look at them. Does the majority of what she says make you feel comfortable, right? Does she enshrine the idea of motherhood or a wife or the idea that you could be married to someone for 45 years? I'm lucky enough to have been married to my husband for, I think it's 11 years. We just got to 11 years in April. A relationship and a marriage is something that's extremely important. And feminism is the idea that that's not important. You can be your own manager. You should go out there and make your career your life. And I'm not saying you can't be a mom and have a career and do all these things and have a business on the side because you probably can. But I am saying that the one thing that should be most important to you is your family. And feminism is not your family. Feminism is a con. It has been a con and it will always be one. Women cannot do everything on their own. They do need help. They do need some sort of solitude. And the idea that you would want to do everything on your own is fucking insane. So, yeah, no. Feminism is not on your side, man. The family is power. When you put Jesus Christ at the top then your family, and then your country underneath, you're only going to succeed. And I talk about my religion all the time because I couldn't be more proud to be a Catholic, to be a part of my parish at St. Peter Claver, and to be a part of my community. It means everything to me that I get to nourish our parish and, and I get to watch the little kids run around and be a part of everything that happens at our parish. Maybe in small ways, maybe in big ways. I took the RCIA that I did last year very seriously. And when I became a part of this church, I really gave all of myself to it. The way that I was supposed to do. 
it meant the world to me for me to follow um, in my husband's family and to become a part of the family church. And and I know that this is going to be an even more bigger deal once we do have children, that they're going to be part of the church as well. When they get christened and they start all the steps that they're going to need to take for as children as well. There's problems here. The family is the power. And the reason that the Democratic Party wanted to take the fathers out of the picture by having fatherless households is because when you take one of the main pillars away, everything falls down. Moms can't be dads. They can't. And dads can't be moms. That's not how this should work. And I know it's fun to sit here and act like they can be, but we know they can't. Why are we lying? Why are we sitting here acting like one parent can be both? They cannot. Why are we lying sitting here like people don't take the easy way out by getting divorces? Because they don't want to deal with a difficult situation or somebody did something they weren't supposed to do. The easiest thing you could do if your marriage is not going the way you want to, even if you go to therapy, is get a divorce. That's the easy escape, right? I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going to get a divorce. Then I'm going to change my name back to the name that I had it before because I don't have to be a part of this. This didn't work out because you were a horrible person. Maybe you did marry somebody that wasn't exactly who wasn't exactly who you thought they were. But that's what marriage is. You're supposed to be there to understand that and work on each other together. They want to destroy that. They don't like the idea of a dad and a mom and children, a family. They want to break that. You have to be strong. There's millions, if not trillions of people around the world that they don't understand that. And there's a Democratic Party and a Republican Party or an autocratic party and a freedom party in every government around the entire world, if not universe. And you have to try to be on the side of the government that gives you the ability to have a family. Because without a family, what do you have? Loneliness. Not having anybody to love is lonely. Not having children at a certain point, I mean, maybe you are struggling with um, having kids Um, because you can't conceive, but at a certain point, you're going to start trying to adopt. You're going to want to have kids when you get to a certain point, right? Fertility can be good or bad, but we can't lie to ourselves. Family is extremely important, and the Democrats and these politicians want to act like it's not important because this is what gives you power, When you understand that decisions that you make, they don't just affect you, they affect your entire family. And if we don't fight for that, what are we fighting for? They attack Christianity without remorse because they don't care about Christianity. They don't want you to think Jesus Christ actually exists. They don't want to talk about the Roman Empire. They don't want to talk about Catholicism. They don't want to talk about Jewish principles. They don't want to discuss the Holy Land. They don't want to discuss any of these things that actually did happen in the Bible. Any of these things that have the Pope 
man. These things that are a part of the world that we live in today. Christianity, Catholicism, any of these things have been a part of the world for decades upon decades upon decades upon decades for thousands of years. And maybe at some point things weren't handled correctly. But right now, currently, I don't want anybody in my face looking at me strange because I'm Catholic. I don't think it's appropriate that the FBI was doing an investigation on Catholicism at Catholic parishes because you know what happens at Catholic parishes. We worship Jesus Christ. That's what happened. We pray, we get on our knees, and we sing together. That's what happens in a parish. Nothing else happens. The the patrons of the church, they give money and they help the church. And that's what happens. It's a family. So I wonder what the fuck they discovered. Did they discover some secret club in the church talking to each other? If anything, Catholics pray for these people. So the idea that they would go into a church to attack Catholics is insane to me. And if they're coming after Catholics, then no one's off the board. Why don't we talk about Muslims? Because remember what happened on 9-11? Was that Catholics on the plane? Did they create that? It wasn't Catholics that created that, was it? It wasn't. When I hear these stupid things or the idea that the guy in charge of the FBI said he didn't know about that. Hmm. He didn't know about that. He fucking knew about that. These people want to attack Christianity and especially Catholicism because they know that the foundation of religion is something that will beat them because God is unbeatable. He is everything, everlasting, always omnipresent and everywhere. There's no way to destroy Jesus Christ, but they want to make you think that they can and they cannot. These are atheist non-believers. They don't believe in anything but themselves and they want to hold on to power because that's all they have to hold on to. And you have to remember that your voting has consequences. I am going to go to my church every Sunday and I'm going to praise Jesus Christ because that's what I should do. I'm going to ask for forgiveness and I'm going to repent for my sins. I'm going to admit to things. I'm not going to be scared and I'm not going to hide I love God. I'm not hiding that. If you don't want to believe in anything, I'm not going to tell you that you have to. I'm going to tell you about how I feel about it because that's what I'm supposed to do as a podcaster. I'm not supposed to indoctrinate you. That's not my role. If you want to be atheist and you don't want to believe in anything, I feel like that's sad, but I can understand it. We live in a world that, that basically shows that it believes in nothing. And if you live in an autocratic place, why would you want to believe in anything? I mean, why would you? War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. I said war. What is it good for? Well, let me tell you what war is good for. War is good for crushing Hamas and telling any other motherfucker that's next up on this totem pole, you fuck with Israel, you're going to get obliterated. I mean, basically, that's it. Like, we're not talking about this because we all know that Iran funded Hamas. 
We all know that Iran wants to get rid of Israel, just like the Pakistanis. But the Pakistanis don't have anything to hold on to because there was no agreement that said they were going to get Israel. And the idea that they think there was means that they're really crazy. They left millions of people there in Gaza while they're hiding underground. And they built a lot of area underneath hospitals and schools they planned this out for years the people on the tv the iranians that are supporting hamas admitted it like multiple times and when i hear blinken and fucking biden pretend like they don't know what's happening i almost can't help but laugh my eyes out if you don't shut the fuck up and do your responsibility i don't want to hear about ukraine fuck ukraine okay no more talking about ukraine you cannot fix the problem between china and taiwan either so stop acting like you can we need to focus on the united states of america because if we don't get our shit together and we don't get some more people in the army and we get back to the numbers we're supposed to be at it this is a wrap on so many levels and not like a good wrap that you want to eat but like a wrap meaning like it's over it's over it's done it's finished it's it's not coming back they're creating war of the worlds and they can't control it Things that Biden says on a stage with a microphone is a detriment to the people that live in this country. He's a fucking buffoon. Kamala Harris is the same thing. The White House press secretary is the same thing. He's not running the country. Obama is. And they see the country as a problem because they believe in world order, not the order of the United States of America. Everybody needs to open their fucking eyes. And recognize that your freedom is being removed from you every day. They want to tell you what weapons you can have. They want to tell you you have to be okay with trans things. But I don't have to be okay with that. See, I don't like it. So I'm not okay with that. Pass. They want to tell you all these things. And it's not okay. And they shouldn't make it like it is. We're going into a dark place now. And me seeing babies with their head chopped off and women raped and all this proof and evidence. And you telling me that that's not real. Shows who you are. These fake protesters in New York and all around the country saying that the the pictures and the proof and the evidence of everything that we have witnessed and seen is not real. These are traitors. To the United States of America. And they should be extradited and removed from this country. They shouldn't be here. We should really cons- reconsider who we're allowing to come to this country with a fucking visa. We need to be better at looking into these people we allow into this country. And we are going to have hell to pay. If we don't get our shit together. The detriment is to the children. Because at some point we're going to get older and die. And the children are going to grow up. 
and they're going to be stuck in this hellhole because their parents didn't fight hard enough for them. And I don't know about you, but I'm willing to fight to whatever extent I need to for my children to grow up and have good lives. Moving into the main part of the conversation, the sound of music. When's the last time you've been to a play or a musical or anything like that? My church, um, my parish is having an event for Christmas and everything, and I'm probably going to be in the Christmas stuff because I'm in the choir. So, I mean, I'm going to be in it. So I'm not going to it. I'm going to be a part of it, which is really fun. I'm just so happy that God finally put me exactly where I'm supposed to be. And and I cannot wait to serenade our parish and our smart, small part of town with, with the voice that I sing for Jesus Christ. But when's the last time you've been to a musical? When's the last time you've been to a play? When is the last time that you did any of these things and really enjoyed it? Can you remember the last time you went to a play? I think the last play I went to was Lion King or was it Beastie Boys? I can't remember. It's one or the other. I like plays. Um, See, Skip doesn't like plays like I do. I find it very interesting and I like the arts. I'm not saying I want to be in the arts, but I just like watching it. For me, it's entertaining. Um, Like it's a show and I like the idea of the show. Like, it's like the show coming to life. And that's why I adore it, right? When it comes to a musical, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been to a musical or even a concert. Uh, but I I, um, I really like concerts. and mu- I like all of that. But the sound of music is really putting yourself in a position where you can hear things live. But maybe it's better to hear things. I mean, now, and if you've got AirPods... If you listen to a concert on your phone or you watch a video on Apple, it's like you're right there. Like, I mean, I bet the Swifties love it, but Swift tickets, Taylor Swift tickets right now are off the chain. But I don't know. I feel like the sound of music is hearing everything clearly. Open your mind. Be willing to think about things differently and be willing to look at things from another point of view. You're not always going to be right about everything, but you're always not always going to. But you're always not. But you're not always going to be wrong either. Sometimes the society and our consciousness and bad people we surround ourselves with will have negative things to say and will lead you in the wrong direction. At some point, you have to recognize what might be good for you or what might be bad. Open your mind so you can see things clearly. Be aware that you can't control everything, but also be aware that you can't control some things. Your eyes are yours. Nothing wrong with believing. There's nothing wrong with believing in church or believing in happiness, or believing in hope, or believing in faith, or believing in second chances, or believing that you can accomplish something even if you don't think you can. There's nothing wrong with believing in yourself, or even believing in others. Believing in the possibility that something can happen, even if it seems fucking impossible. Do you know that I had...
polycystic ovary syndrome for years. And recently, God let me get over that. That's not something you just get over. It isn't. But I accomplished it. I really don't know how, but I did. But that's not something you get over. And believing and having faith and knowing that maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. That's the only thing that got me through. Trusting in God was the only thing that got me through that difficult time. When my mom got sick a little while ago and she was in a hospital a year ago, it was difficult dealing with that, wondering if she was going to be okay. And here we are again, and she's going back in for another surgery in a couple of weeks in December. And I have to, again, give that to God, trusting that she's going to be okay when she recovers from this one, right? It's very easy to just give up and think, oh, woe is me, oh, life's ending, and be that person. But I'm not that person, and I can't be that person anymore. And you can't be that person either. You have to see the good and the bad. You have to see the beauty and the darkness. And you have to see the I can and the I can't. It, it's not that we can just be those negative people. We have to be the option of, the, the option of rejecting that. We do. There's nothing wrong with believing that things will persevere and things will be okay. I dare you to do that. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have better thoughts and you're going to live better if you just try that. Try it and see. Listening to sense. Sometimes I feel like that's impossible because people don't listen to common sense. They want to listen to people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they want to make up their own mind. And half the time, they don't know what they're doing. So do I think people listen to sense? Rarely. And I'm not going to be a part of the ignorance because I just, I can't. I literally can't. How do you grocery? I don't know. I like to make a list and, and figure out what I'm getting, but I don't like to buy more than I need. And since I get meal preps every week, we have to grocery shop for like dinners and stuff. Uh, but we try to plan out efficiently, like if we're going to have a taco night, stuffed chicken, uh, clams and shrimp. You know, uh, are we going to like do like a lasagna bake? Are we going to make something a little more complicated? Like <laughs> we try to plan out our meals in advance for the week. It makes it easier. It really does. I like grocery shopping. I think if Skip could, he'd go to the grocery store every day. I don't like going to the grocery store multiple times a week. I prefer going once, but I can understand why you might have to go back depending on what you have available. But <laughs> if I could avoid going grocery shopping and I could just get everything delivered, I'd probably like that. I am not a fan of the grocery store. I think the majority of the people that are in there are morons. I hate how everybody's always in my way. And I don't know why they get rid of all the damn cashiers at the grocery store. It's like two cashiers. It drives me crazy. And the people don't know how to bag. And then I just end up feeling like I should have just went to self-checkout anyway. Because these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. So there's that. Mm. How do you grocery? I do it online if I have to. If it's an option. Style can always change. Just because you like one thing today doesn't mean you have to like it tomorrow and your style can change. It doesn't always have to just be one thing. It could be multiple things. Skip, stop farting, bro. God. Got bad ideas? The ass gas <laughs> What was the bad idea? Not going to the grocery store every day? 
Two to three times a week. He says two to three times a week. Jesus Christ. That's a little eccentric. Like, he's got a problem. He's got a problem. But no, I think you can change your style. And I don't think you have to stay one thing. If you don't like your clothes anymore, buy new ones. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You should always be adding to what you have so you can switch things up and get more wares out of things. Now, I am a thrifter, but I have not been to Savers in forever because I think I started to become addicting to going in the store. I talked about addiction yesterday, right? It became an addiction for me to go in the store and buy a bunch of shit that I don't, I don't even really know if I needed. So I just, I think I'm taking a break from it um, just because I don't want to feel so clutterized, if that makes sense. Pumpkin carving. What do you think about pumpkin carving? I kind of want to do pumpkin carving, but we're going to have to do it at the kitchen table. And I don't know where we're going to get the pumpkins from, but I'm just going to ask Skip if he wants to get it from Big Y or if he wants to go to pumpkin stand somewhere in town. There seem to be pumpkin at churches and stuff, so hopefully we can figure that out. I love carving pumpkins. It's fun, and then you get to decorate them and light them up for Halloween. I like the fun of Halloween with the creativity and the fun. Also, the scary tales. Anyways, moving on from carving pumpkins, I think this year I'm going to carve a pumpkin that looks like Spongebob. Let the chills begin. I'm talking about horror. Currently, I think that AMC is doing a horrible job with the 31 Days of Horror because I'm so fucking tired of watching Halloween. Please stop playing that goddamn movie saga. Like... That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I haven't really watched anything on Shudder and I've been trying to finish some of my shows. So I'm doing a horrible job making Halloween important. I didn't take the day off of work this year. I fucked up on that. Uh, But um, outside of that, I'm really just trying to stay with Halloween movies that I know I like. And I haven't even seen uh, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street yet. Freddy Krueger. Like, they haven't played all the bad Freddy Cougar movies yet. And I'm getting irritated about that, too. Outside of that, I could talk about horror movies with you all year long. Boycotting YouTube still. I don't remember the last time I was on YouTube. And I don't think I'm going back. I don't really miss it. Like, it's there, but I don't ever go on it. So I think I'm just going to leave it like that. I don't really like the way YouTube wants to take away your ability to have a voice. And they want to censor you. I don't like censoring I think it's a bunch of bullshit, and I don't want to be a part of it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not. Yeah, pass. See, everything's not about money. Sometimes you want to be able to tell the truth, and I just don't think they want you to be able to do that. I think they'd rather have you lie and make things up, because that makes them look better. And then they don't want to be held accountable for the fact that they told people that had actual information about COVID when it was happening, that they couldn't say things. They legitimately made it so people wouldn't make money on their YouTube channels, and they basically deleted videos and stuff. Look at the way they acted with Dan Bongino, and not just Dan Bongino, but many others. They censor their shows so that people can't hear what they're actually saying, and that's not helping anybody. That's just showing that you're concerned that people on your platform are saying things that you don't like. 
which shows me that you work for George Soros and the rest of them. You are part of the elite uniparty and you can kick fucking rocks. YouTube is a tube of lube that nobody wants to use. Just saying. Outside of me dissing YouTube, um, watching things. I Carly. I don't know. Do we really like? Have we really watched Dark Harley? I mean, I can't remember the last time I watched Dark Harley like that. Do you remember? It's been a minute. I know you see the night world will change me and be so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I know somehow we're going to get there and be so wonderful. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I watched that, Carly, but I think there's new episodes of it on Paramount+. Plus. I have so many things to look at, including Halloween movies all month. I don't know if I'm going to get to that, but maybe I'll try to. Mm. Scream, binge watch. I feel like I'm going to start from the beginning and watch all the way up to the newest one. I love Scream. Some of them are really corny, but I'm really just going to try to get through it. Where can I find all of Scream's at? I'm going to do a Scream search and try to find it. Um... If you don't have all the options, you miss something. I said yesterday, all the things that you need to have to be able to watch whatever you want, whatever you want. You need Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus. You need Netflix. You need Shutter. You need Amazon Plus. You need many other options. If you don't have access to these basic streaming services and you are solely relying on cable to get you through a watching thing, you're not really watching anything because there's nothing on NBC, there's nothing on ABC, and there's nothing on Fox. Outside of AEW and like A and um, WWE, which comes on, they both come on uh, twice a week. I think AEW comes on three times a week. Outside of those and like cooking shows or like HDTV shows, there's nothing on television that's reputable for me to speak about. And I insult it all the time because I think it's a joke. If you compare the numbers between who, what people watch on TV and what people watch on streaming, it's not close, right? It isn't. The other day I talked to you about movie studios, MGM, being one and how a bunch of studios are doing business with streaming um, platforms because that's an easier way for them to make money and I don't blame them right like if you get one then you get access to the other like I have Amazon and I have Paramount Plus through Amazon and then I get Showtime too and it's a great it's a great option 
I like having access to everything because then if I want to look at something, I can watch it wherever I want. I don't like the idea that I can't just turn something on. Now, Skip thinks there's something wrong with me because I want to have access to things on my phone and my iPad. But the reason I want to always have access to everything I want to watch on my phone and my iPad is I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know when I'm going to need to have access to something. If I don't have access to it, I'm going to wait till I get home. I'm busy all the time. I'm barely home. I'm only at home once I get home, right? I work a full-time job. I go to the gym. I'm active in church. And I'm, I'm Benny's mom. So outside of that, I have a very busy life. Plus, I go to the gym. Like multiple times a week. I want to have access to my phone so when I'm like burning calories on the elliptical or riding a Peloton, I can look at one of my shows if I don't feel like listening to like one of like what what's her name? Uh Hannah yelling at me while I'm on the bike. Keep it going, you can keep it going, blah blah blah. Like that. Mm. You wanna have access to everything, basically. That's all I'm saying. But there's so much, literally, to look at, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot to watch. And there's movies, too. Like, the reason you don't want to, the, the reason you want to have access to all these devices or all these streaming platforms is so you have unlimited movies whenever you want to. HBO Max, or Max now, they call it Max. Um... What's the other one? There's Max, there's MGM, there's, uh, not Cox, but, uh, what was the name of the other one? Where the, um, Modern Family and, um, The Office. If you don't have access to these, oh, not Paramount Plus, but, um, can't remember the name of it. But if you don't have access to these, You're not going to have access to the funniest things you could watch or the most serious things you could watch at all times. And why would you want to do that? We talked about that yesterday. Um, Unoccupied looks okay. And the L word. I don't really know what that's about, but it looks interesting. And maybe I'd try it. It looks like something I'd probably watch. Um, Adding it to the list. Just because. Just saying. You know a girl has to have a list of things she has to look at. Moving into food from the L word, which I have no idea what it's about, but I saw a brief preview and I'm willing to try it. La pasta mas famas. I don't know what that is, but it looks good and it's pasta and I'd try it. I would search that on Pinterest. L-A-P-A-S-T-A for pasta, mas, M-A-S, and famas, F-A-M-A-S. See if you like what you find. If you like it, then try it. Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. I have not had a pumpkin spice latte in a while now, and I haven't been to Starbucks for a drink in forever. I think I'm going to join the Sips Club from Panera Bread because I feel like that'd be um, invested money and that'd keep me away from doing things I probably shouldn't do. Mexican Street Dog. Now, I saw this um, chick on um, Pinterest make it. And so basically she took a hot, she took two hot dogs, she put them in the air fryer, she took them out. Then she, 
what does she do to make it Mexican? Uh, she puts some ketchup, right? She put some like beef in it and some cheese, and she did something else with it, and that's how she made it Mexican. Uh, oh, she put corn on it. Yeah, she put corn on it and onions and uh, I think it was ketchup and and hamburger or it wasn't mushrooms. And then she like she took like a tortilla and she wrapped it up in that and then she ate it and it looked okay. Maybe I'd add mustard or like spicy mustard into it just because I love spicy mustard. But I think that a Mexican hot dog would be very good depending on what toppings are available. Like that would be something I'd want to try for sure. It's called a Mexican street dog, though. Not a Mexican hot dog. My bad. Low-carb chocolate chip bread. So how do you make low-carb chocolate chip bread? So you make the cho- you take chocolate chips and you mix everything into a dough. But you mix it into a low-carb dough. Then you roll it out. You obviously do the timing on how long you have to have it sit. How long you have to have it set. Then you put it in the oven. You let it cook. Uh, then you chop it into pieces. And boom, you made the bread. Obviously, you probably want a bread maker. I've been uh, trying to decide which bread maker I want to get, but I'm still not at that point yet. <coughs> I think I'm going to wait to buy a bread maker till we get a bigger kitchen because there's not enough room for the bread maker in the kitchen we have now. Plus, I think John might, like, kill me if, like, I buy another thing. Skip. He might just be like, are you really trying to buy another utensil that we don't need? But I think, like, a bread maker is necessary. I really, I love bread. And if you can make it carb-free, why wouldn't you want to? Well, I guess the best way to make bread carb-free is just to have carb-free bread. I don't know. Outside of the chocolate chip bread, which you could have with anything like tea. Bread and tea. I love tea. So, yes, tea, please. Mini chicken keto tacos. So, you get the, like, you can make your own taco shells. Or you could just buy the mini taco shells. Then you do hamburger or chicken then you do salsa then you do cheese and then you can add jalapenos on it boom there you go you could put like your taco sauce into it uh you could really do whatever you want really the way to make the keto really the way to make it keto is to make your own taco shell without all the carbs in it so basically you're going to roll out the ingredients to make a shell you're going to take sort of like a stick or something to create the shape of it and then you're going to have that go in the oven or the air fry it until that's done once done then you can load it up with all those options that i said you're skipping out on carbs here so i think you'll be very satisfied with that you could also add sour cream in it if you want to it's healthier it's and it's, it's better for you with keto than just straight up carbs we try to limit the carbs here so carbs are not your friend Finally, Cajun pasta. So obviously you're using zoodles for this or any type of keto pasta you can find. And I have a website called Wholesome Provisions where you can find all the keto noodles you want so you don't have to eat carb noodles. Right, boom. So then after that, you get an Alfredo sauce so you can make it from scratch with um, heavy cream, sour cream, cream cheese, white wine. You're going to wait to pour the white wine in after all those things get hot. Add in mozzarella, add in parm, add in more white wine, add in more heavy cream. Mix, you want the sauce to be a little thick. Then you add in the zucchini noodles after. 
or whatever um, carb-free pasta you have, then mix it. Boom, done. Add some Parmesan cheese on top. Top that with some, some sort of green and eat it. I think you'll be very happy. Hopefully at some point I can make that this week because it does sound delicious and it does sound like something I'd enjoy making. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, that, my friends, is the end of this hump day pod. Thank you for tuning in to Born to Be a Star. And I will see you same place, same time on Thursday. Bye. This was an extended edition of the podcast because I talk way too much. But just love me. Don't hate me. See you later. Bye.